This is an RNZ podcast. Last weekend here on Media Watch, we mentioned how state agencies providing and overseeing our broadcasting have been having their annual reviews lately, fronting up to MPs on Parliament's select committees. And this week there were two more, but not one of RNZ. The Social Services and Community Committee has excused RNZ from an annual oral hearing because, the committee chair told Media Watch, they've done them for the past three years and with 23 entities to review, the committee doesn't always do an in-depth review of each one each year. There will still be a pro forma review, she said, in which RNZ can respond to written questions from MPs. But that's a bit of a shame because, as we mentioned last week, the government has, reportedly, agreed to create a new public media entity to replace RNZ and TVNZ, an entity that will have crown funding and advertising revenue. It's probably the biggest public broadcasting shake-up for 30 years and something MPs would surely want to know more about. But what was agreed in Cabinet has not yet been made public. And last Wednesday, as the aggro raged on the lawn outside Parliament, the Social Services and Community Committee did hear from the top brass at two other outlets affected by this, the government's broadcasting funding agency New Zealand On Air and TVNZ, both of whom said that they don't know the government's decision about the new public media entity either. We are very supportive of the objective of strengthening the public media. We are unaware of the content of or what that structure will be at the stage, so it does limit my viability uh, to answer. Now, with reference to the big protests recently, National Party MP Maureen Pugh spoke of growing mistrust of the media right on their doorstep. It's almost violent um, against journalists, etc., and we've, we've been seeing examples of that right outside our windows um, here at Parliament. So just wondering what um, New Zealand on air is, is doing to measure uh, the level of mistrust, um, but also controlling or countering the misinformation or fake news that is gathering momentum in the country. And, um, you know, how do you plan, if, if you do, um, on building, rebuilding that trust in um, the media platforms? Now, repairing trust in all media is a bit beyond the brief of New Zealand On Air, but the chair, Dr Ruth Harley, said some parts of our society simply don't accept information and wear aluminium hats as a result. But she also took that as an opportunity to big up the output of the Public Interest Journalism Fund, which New Zealand On Air operates on behalf of the government. And that the new uh, materials supplied under the PIJ, the Public Interest Journalism Fund, have supported that trust. And I think that the number of people watching and the number of different programs watched and on the number of different formats tells us that there's an appetite and the appetite is being supplied. And it was no coincidence that New Zealand On Air also chose that very day to put out a statement which said that its research showed 2.2 million unique users engaged with some of the stuff created from the Public Interest Journalism Fund in the six months to February. Now, it's not just the media-hating protesters who speak of this funding as the government trying to buy media compliance. It's also one of the things the National Party cited when it opposed the fund. An MP Maureen Pugh put it like this last Wednesday at New Zealand On Air's annual parliamentary review. Uh, An assumption made by some that taxpayer-funded media um, is bought media so how do you respond to that and make sure that the public maintains their trust in the content 
Now, in reply, Dr Harley said they are now tracking people's trust in the output of the fund as well. And on Friday, the New Zealand Herald's editors sought to reassure their online readers by taking their questions about the fund in a live Q&A on its website. News media companies lobbied hard for access to public funding, which was previously only really available to broadcasters, and this won't be the last time that they, or those giving out the public money, find themselves having to defend it to the sceptical and the suspicious. Now, when TVNZ's top brass appeared before the Social Services and Community Committee on Wednesday, it was the government's planned new public media entity that was a top topic. TVNZ's first new boss for a decade, former National MP and Cabinet Minister Simon Power, told the committee that he was committed to informing and entertaining viewers whatever the government decides. And TVNZ's Chair Andy Coop then told National's MP and Broadcasting Spokesperson Melissa Lee there was no need to worry about the broadcasters having different cultures. We look at this as a, rather than perhaps overlaying the TVNZ culture on Radio New Zealand or the Radio New Zealand culture on TVNZ, the Transition Board will be looking to establish a new culture uh, within this new entity, and I think we, there will be a way forward in that, on, the, on that path. But when pressed by Nationals Melissa Lee about how they could make plans without knowing the government's plan, Andy Coop said this. Look, we respect the position uh, that the government's in. Um, you could say we're flying blind, but at the same token, we're, we are awaiting a decision. I think we'll react quickly and proactively when we receive it. Um, I think the shareholder has been and our minister has been as informative as he's been able to be. But with the decision already made by Cabinet, according to reports, the government is clearly not being as forthcoming as it could be about the plan that's been made behind closed doors all along.